Welcome to Ride Home Reactions, the 20-minute show where we react to the movie we just saw. Why 20 minutes? Because that's how long it takes us to drive home. I'm David Els, video production guy for InTheCarMedia.com. And I am Jill Rogatti, theater lady from SoapAndRopeTheater.com. We saw a movie on our first date and liked talking about it together so much that we got married. Was it worth it? You decide! Hey, we closed our doors at the same time that time. <laughs> Get my seatbelt. All right, Jill got her seatbelt. We just watched Maze Runner. The Three. Death, three. The Death Cure. And yes, we have seen the first two. Yes, we have. <laughs> and uh, we were kind of excited to see this. Uh-huh. It wasn't just because this is the uh, slump time for movies. Mm-mm. We had a choice of movies to see. Yeah. And we chose this one. And on the count of three, we'll give our one to ten rating. Okay, I'm going to give two ratings, but I'll do the Jill's uh, an adult what, rating what first. What is this? Madness. Okay. No, no, no. It's fine. All right. Okay, Jill is a normal adult rating. Two. One, two. Three. three 6.5. 5. So David was 5.5. Jill was 6.5. Okay, now Jill's going to do her rating as if she had watched this as a middle schooler. <laughs> I would have given it a negative one Whoa. because all of my favorite people died and I was really <laughs> I'd be really upset about that and angry. Uh-huh. But really secretively I would want to give it a ten. <laughs> that would be my middle school score. Wow, that's you're a dramatic middle schooler. Well, what middle schooler isn't? That's true. Uh, oh speaking of uh, middle schoolers, well, people speaking of people who act like and, middle school. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I guess he wasn't really acting like no. a middle schooler, but well, that, that, that was my segue. Uh, <laughs> there was a dad of a middle schooler uh, next to us, a few seats over, and uh, he was kind of heckling the the preview trailers like people do sometimes. And the first time, it was just kind of like, oh, checking that one off my list. Like, I don't like the way that movie looks. That's fine. And then the uh, movie or the trailer for Love Simon. Love Simon, the mainstream coming out uh, gay drama i guess dramedy i don't know dramedy i guess uh that trailer happened and um that guy very uh, loudly very loudly as the trailer finished he wrote democratic he said, bs but he didn't say bs yeah he, he said, said it worse. the full he said a worse uh, combination of words and uh <laughs> first i thought that was funny because democratic bs as opposed to like socialist bs or right. dictatorship bs so right as you know i think he meant to say democrat bs or liberal be you know right um but anyway so that was funny but also i was like whoa like you know i wonder how long this guy's been living in massachusetts that he just yells stuff like this out mm-hmm. anyway so um that was at first i just went like kind of like tensed up going like oh no right the rest of the movie but then i was like okay this is gonna be funny because i will now watch this movie that we're about to watch wondering at every turn is this democratic bs or is this like a good movie? <laughs> like there was a line <laughs> yeah. in the movie where they're like, you know, it's the maze runner. So the first one, they're trying to escape these walls that they're contained in by going through the maze. And so one of the, and then in this one, they're trying to get into a city by getting through a big wall that's keeping them out. And one of them says like, what are they trying to solve all their problems with walls mm-hmm. or something? And <laughs> David and I were it, like, right? you guys got it. Democrat yes. <laughs> So... That was humorous. However, they were chatting a little bit, which uh-huh. was kind of annoying. But Jill, Miriam, Rigotti didn't dare try to shush <laughs> this guy. Because <laughs> that'd be some real Democrat yeah, BS that's true. coming from me. Yeah. 
Like a woman I, telling him what to do. Are you kidding me? That's true. No, I'm sure he'd I, be a really nice guy about it. I didn't mind it too much because I was like, hey, at least he seems to have a good relationship with his son. I was thinking that too. Every time I, I started to go into this like, oh no, that poor kid, he has like this father who's proud. And I was like, Jill, he's probably an amazing dad. You have no <laughs> reason to judge this guy. Uh-huh. And they did seem to have a very good uh-huh. father-daughter. Father-daughter. <laughs> no, that is Democratic BS. Anyway, anyway. So, on <laughs> to the movie. I cried. By what parts? I didn't feel at all like I was going to. I, I did <laughs> not feel at all emotionally invested in this. Uh-huh. Until he starts reading the letter at the very end. Uh, and they're like... I did not like that letter. It's cheesy. I know, David. I know. It's not even <laughs> that I liked it. I didn't like the letter. It's just the music and the tears. This is like Victoria and, the, and Abdul. In the um, exactly. You're like this is it's not the, a good death it's scene. It's the manipulation <laughs> of how to get an audience to cry. You can do it even if the movie's bad. Uh-huh. And them chiseling names into the stone. Right. Okay. I um, I didn't cry, but I did uh, enjoy the dialogue in this movie. Mm-hmm. The first two movies in this trilogy didn't really have very good dialogue. Oh, I and don't remember that. A lot. And I, I thought that there were some funny lines in this. Um, most of the dramatic lines worked. I didn't really roll my eyes at anything, except for that letter at the end, which I just thought was too, um, I don't know. Oh, I, I just, rolled my eyes a lot. But I think you're supposed to do that when you're watching a movie made for middle schoolers. Yeah, I guess within within the uh, genre that we're I see. expecting. Right. I rolled I thought my it eyes all at, fit. at plot points. Oh, sure. Not yeah. necessarily yeah, dialogue. talking about dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. No, the dialogue was good. But yeah, it it was disappointing. Like the the build up is like okay, there's two kind of warring sides. One wants to justify the means by the end of finding a cure, and the other side is like, no, that is, you can't torture people with the hopes that maybe you'll get a cure for a few people. Um, but then ultimately, the the protagonist side that says, stop torturing innocent people to get your cure like yeah but like do you have a cure because we would we would like that too um that that was kind of like the feeling or the the dramatic tension i thought that was interesting and Mm -hmm. then the ending is just sort of like yeah who knows who knows what's going to happen with that cure and maybe it's teasing a fourth movie i don't know if the the books i think they left the uh, door open for that okay do you know if there's a fourth or fifth oh i have no idea books wise yeah i know that this is based on a book series but so yeah, I, I found that disappointing that the thing that was building up the whole time, we didn't really get any payoff for of, so what's the answer to this moral conundrum? I thought at the very end when he's holding the cure to the, just in case people haven't seen this, which you probably haven't, the whole thing is based on a virus sweeps the world, but a select few, mostly young people are immune. And so this group of scientists start studying these kids in very immoral ways. Kind of like rats in a maze kind to, of experiments. To try to find a cure to save the rest of the human race. And ju- conveniently, this disease makes you into a zombie, but a fast zombie, not yep. a slow zombie. So that, you know, it's just even more exciting because <laughs> they can sprint. Um, oh, so at the very end, he's holding the actual cure in his hand on the beach at like the 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 clubhouse of a middle schooler's dream with like amazing tents and hammocks and cool dudes playing bongos chiseling for the chiseling rocks for the rest of their lives um 
and I thought he was going to throw it in the water. <laughs> I thought he was going to throw it in the ocean. Throw what in the ocean? The cure. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> but then he didn't. He was just looking dramatically uh, at the ocean, probably thinking, now I have this burden on my shoulders to save the whole world, which is a, not, is, which is a running theme that he tries to save everybody. Yeah. Things like the everybody's together hanging out in a cool clubhouse now on an island. My my middle school self would have just died uh-huh. in love with that. Yeah. I would have been devastated at both of those deaths. Yeah, I was impressed that they killed... I mean, it's I was probably, very impressed. I'm sure it's in the books. Um, yeah. But you make a movie about something that you think will work as a movie. Um, and so I'm impressed that they made a movie about uh, two loved characters dying. Let's teach those kiddos about self-sacrifice yeah and uh i I think that all the leads were good actors and they continue to be good in this one i kind of feel bad for little finger meaning the actor who plays little finger yeah the the wire actor and guy from game of thrones i just can't remember people's names yeah i don't remember his name either um he never ever is gonna play a good guy ever (laughs) in his life and i feel a little sorry for him Uh he could I'm as far as his performance. I'm always annoyed at his um, accent because I never can figure out what accent he's supposed to have. Mm. And I just hear this kind of uh, this kind of mixed Irish American accent, and it just it's very distracting to me. There were moments that I was like, okay, come on now, like when. Of course, I'm remembering the last one where they're on the roof of the science lab. The two lovers, Teresa and main character Thomas. Yeah. And their friends are going to come save them in a helicopter. And for some unexplained reason, the helicopter can't get two inches closer to the building. (laughs) We don't know why. And they're trying to, like, jump to get onto the helicopter. And he and Teresa are there. Thomas is suffering because he's been shot in the stomach. So he's been bleeding out like crazy. And Teresa basically like throws him on and his friends catch him. And then for no reason at all, they just stare at each other for a very long time (laughs) while things are just collapsing around them. She makes no attempt to jump on it Uh until finally her building collapses and she falls and dies. Right. So it just it seemed like they milked those moments. That's when I rolled my eyes. And that uh, happened multiple times where you're like, okay. Yeah. Or like when somebody was like holding a gun to their head because they really wanted to kill them uh-huh. but then they just talked to them for about 10 minutes. Right. That happened way too many times. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is getting very silly. It was way too long of a movie. I think they could have cut just all those moments 20, of them waiting. Yeah. Well, they, <laughs> the they could have cut shoot. 20 minutes, no problem, out of that movie. <laughs> Especially the third act. The third act really dragged. Yeah. I would say the first two acts, I was looking at a 6.5 as well. And then by the third act, I'm just like, I'm bored. Find yeah. an ending. I think I did a little higher, again, just knowing that my middle school self would have just been in heaven. I really like the, uh, the makeup on the, uh, the noseless guy. Yeah. I thought that was really creepy looking. You know what I kind of hope is that Teresa comes back again later, but she looks just like the noseless guy. Like literally is like the exact same face. (laughs) Just with her voice. Just that's what happened to her as she fell into the flames. Gotcha. And then, and then the question is, can he love her without a nose? (laughs) That's a real middle school Uh conundrum. I think I only assume this is a trilogy because... That's what all these um, post-apocalyptic dystopian teen novel 
series are, like Hunger Games is a trilogy, uh, the Divergent series is a trilogy. What about the vampire ones? It doesn't really qualify. <laughs> I guess it's still what? teen. That's not a post-apocalyptic dystopian. Oh, sorry. But it's the same, <laughs> same so audience. It's teen. So you're talking about Twilight. just teens. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that, that was like five or six books. Yeah. I forget how many. Um, so maybe, yeah, maybe this is more books that I'm not aware of. But uh, I guess I just guess I'm thinking have I, the possibility of them writing one, you know, sure. either writing a book or getting the author to help write a screenplay yeah, yeah. just for the movie's sake. And But, you know, I wonder, like, surely the, if this is a trilogy in book form, what was the book's ending, you know? Yeah, like, right. just him going, hmm, I wonder what I'll do with it. Like, that's terrible ending. <laughs> My question is, they have a tiny little bit of it, right? It's like enough for one dose. Yeah. And with the, our, the scientists who created it gone, who's going to keep making more? I'm guessing that... They don't have a laboratory in their cool kid tent town? Yeah, I don't know. I was going to say, I'm guessing that there's more lab, lab tech types, but who knows? I don't know. Or maybe he'll just like bleed on people. That's what I usually do. <laughs> when I'm trying to to save people save people's lives <laughs> at like uh, first response if someone's choking <laughs> yeah I usually just like oh geez okay break Slice, my finger just like punch yourself in the nose yeah just start bleeding on them I think Patricia Clarkson is that her name yeah I think Patricia Clarkson's character has a fun arc yeah I can't remember much about her in the second movie I think she just continues to be kind of so focused on the science she's one of those scientists that's yeah. so in love with science that she's losing right um touch of humanity, humanity yeah so in the first one she's really like the bad guy in the second one i think she's just too in love with her science and then in the third one i think she's coming around right um and and her humanity is back she's i forgot that she died too <laughs> she dies it's a high death count in this movie mm-hmm Oh, I also love when they jump out of the, um, like, 20th floor of the building into a waiting pool. pool yeah. And, and don't die. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> it's a strange trope in action movies where the protagonists decide to make the leap off of a waterfall or something like that. And they, it's clearly fine because they have no problem just coming to the surface and be like, cool, we're all, we're all fine. But then the people chasing them... It's like, oh, nuts. I know. They could have shot into the water. Or jumped after them. Clearly it's safe. <laughs> but it's like, oh, confounded again. Blast. <laughs> um, so I just always kind of roll my eyes at that kind of stuff. David, who do you relate to most in this movie? <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably Noseless Man. Noseless Man? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. He's a businessman. Yep, is I'm that a business man too. That's <laughs> why, the first. That's the why most do important. Why you relate thing. to noseless man? Um, I think I have like a pimple in my nose <laughs> that's really irritating me, and so I'm thinking about cutting the front of my nose off. The whole movie, I kept going like, "Oh, I think this is a whitehead." Are you being serious? I am being serious. Whoa! I'm not. I'm not being serious. I'm not being too serious about the cutting off my nose part. But you were relating to him. Uh, you were like feeling sympathy for him. Empathy. Like, oh man, he probably had a pretty bad pimple. I think I would have been the girl, the little girl who they're experimenting on who dies. Completely meaningless and <laughs> shallow. <laughs> Trusting of doctors. <laughs> yep, that's me. <laughs> Being like, oh, I don't feel good. Please help. <laughs> Do whatever. Stick that in me. Great. 
I kind of I remember in the second one being a little bit disappointed that in the Maze Runner series mm-hmm. they stopped I thought they were going to be like yeah another type of a maze even though maybe it's a little more abstract as right. opposed to you know a literal labyrinth right um but I guess I'm kind of glad that they weren't too um burdened what uh, coming up with mazes what order would you put these movies in these three movies in terms well, of quality well I think so I'm afraid of zombies yep so so I think when David watched the second one I think I was just around it was in our house and I would just come in and out because I remember bits and pieces of it, but I don't really remember the zombie parts. So uh-huh. I can't remember the first one well enough. I remember the plot, the basic plot, but I don't remember things like the dialogue and right. how much I rolled my eyes. So <laughs> it's a tie between the first one and the last one. Mm-hmm. And then the middle one, I think, was forgettable for me. Do you I, remember? Yeah, I would say I like the first one the best, the third one the second best, and the second one the worst. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and again, I, I remember rolling my eyes at the dialogue in the first one, but it's it's much more memorable to me than the second one was. And this one, I don't feel like is going to be very memorable, but I did enjoy the performances and the dialogue. So, yeah, just just on virtue of the first one having a fun gimmick that stuck with me, yeah. uh, I'll definitely give that one to. And the first one is what kept me going through the second one, which I didn't really like that much at all. I did enjoy the. I felt like. Even though the plot wasn't all that interesting, maybe. <laughs> or predictable. Not interesting, but it was a relatively predictable plot. Uh-huh. I, you know, when when a character is seemingly stuck in a situation that's impossible for them to get out, and then uh-huh. some crazy, like, almost deus ex machina uh-huh. thing happens. They had some of those that were fun. Like, I enjoyed when she's has all the kids on the bus that she's rescuing. Yeah, that was a fun scene. And then um, she's surrounded on all sides, and you're just like, what on earth is she? She gets out with her one gun, mm-hmm. and you're thinking, like, okay, movie, this is going to be an interesting one for you to save. And then um, one of their guys is up in a huge, one of those huge city cranes, and that was all part of the plan. Yeah. <laughs> he just needs her to get to that one spot, and then yeah. he drops the crane hook, and they all get hoisted out of the city and up and over the wall. So... Things like that. It was kind of like the same reason why I like Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah. Like, it's totally unreasonable how these um, situations are solved. But I think they're so fun. Yeah. And we, you and I are big fans of, and especially like genre movies like this, that um, as long as you establish your rules for physics yeah. and uh, what a level of strength humans are capable of, as long as you establish the rules early on and keep playing by those rules, we're game. Yeah. We just need that to be very clearly spelled out, and then we're we're up for whatever the, the that constructed universe is. Right. So uh, yeah, I think that this movie played well within its own rules. Like for instance, all of the high schoolers in this movie have as much training as special ops. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Established in the very first scene. Yeah. Special ops uh, cannot hit the broadside of a barn, but a teenager on the roof of a uh, train. And a pistol can just, like, <laughs> snipe them, no problem. I know, a handgun. He's, like, <laughs> sniping with a yeah. handgun. Yeah. Oh, funny. <clears throat> well, that was a delight. You going to change your score, David? What was I, 5.5? 5.5. The ending is just it, it really <laughs> dragged for me. I, I can't go anything higher than 5.5. That's all right. I'm going to stay at 6.5. All right. Guys, hey, don't be embarrassed. Get into it. Go, go, yeah, go see this movie. Go that home we now. Barely watch endorsed. the other two, <laughs> and then watch this one, guys. Enough of this podcast. Go watch the Olympics. Yeah, Olympics time, guys. Bye. Bye.
Bye. Bye.